Hello, hello, good afternoon, good evening, good morning. You are tuned in and listening to the Cinematic Odyssey here on United to the Moose, WWVU FM, Morgantown 91.7. I am your host, Tristan Rodriguez. Inside here with the studio with me is Max Clark. We are going to be talking about the 2013 film from French Canadian director writer Denis Villeneuve, Prisoners, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Hugh Jackman. Viola Davis, Terrence Howard, and Paul Dano, who is one of my favorite actors currently working. And uh, it's, for many of you who probably have heard of this film before, you probably haven't seen it, but this is uh, Denny's first film in the English language. Uh, Prior to this, he made several in uh, French, uh, Incendie which I think is his best work. However, we're not, we're not reviewing that because it's only available on their Criterion channel and Max doesn't have that. And, um, and then Polytechnique before that. Um, but, yeah, Prisoners. This was a film that I've seen before uh, many, many years ago. I think it had been over probably like four or five years since I had seen it last time. And I saw it with uh, Mackenzie and... Oh my gosh! I don't know how she did it, but she 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 figured out who the real uh, culprit was. Twenty minutes into the film, twenty minutes in, I couldn't believe it. Impossible! I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Are you kidding me, dude?" I I when I watched it for the first time, I had no idea. I was distracted by my sense of dread. Yeah, um, but I love the film. I think it's wonderful. Um, one of Villeneuve's best. I'd say his... I'd say top three. I'd say top three. Um, probably his third best, right below uh, Blade Runner 2049 and Ensemble at the top. But yeah, um, Max, you didn't really have the same reaction, I, uh, did you? Now, you, you see... There, there's a huge, huge range of spectrum. Like, you know, I, I respect the heck out of this film. It is very good. The story is tight. It is well done. It resolves. There is closure to every little bit of plot that you that that he lets out. It's it, the story is tight. It is well written. I'll I'll give you that. The acting is fantastic. Paul Dano and Hugh Jackman especially phenomenal. Like absolutely phenomenal. Hugh Jackman is unpredictable, has me on the edge of my seat. Brilliant. Paul Dano is just completely heartbreaking. Like I I don't know what to say besides the fact that he is excellent in this film. I mean the thing that really it's it's not even something about it, it, it about the creation of the film itself it's just that the concept and the plot it is just hard to watch and you know in in case in case you haven't seen it before it is a there is a, a mystery it is a mystery element so like if you if you're a fan of the who done it or you, and you don't want to know who did it i would recommend watching the movie first and then listening to this episode in which we, 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 we chat about it because, you know, that, then that's no fun. 
That's no fun for you guys. Mm-mm. No, you don't want this spoiled. No. no. You do not want this spoiled. So if you haven't seen this um, and you want to see it, no, uh, yeah. go watch it before you listen to this. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, it, it yeah. is overall solid, but the, the plot points of torture and abuse, kidnapping, this is not a feel-good movie. Like, <laughs> no, this, this made me feel nothing except the deep pit in my stomach. <laughs> this was not one that was going to, this is not a film that made me cry. This is not a film that made me laugh. This is, a, <laughs> this is a film that made me dread ever being kidnapped. Yeah. Um, God, it's so good, though. It's so good. It's so good, though. I mean, God, it's amazing. I, I, I would not voluntarily choose to watch this again, despite the fact that I recognize its goodness. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm, forgive me. This is the same thing that I went on back on New Year's, which was I don't want to sit through two and a half hours of the pit in my stomach. Like, I mean, maybe maybe you have something to, to, I, to contribute about the theme and what, what Denny is trying to say about, you know, either society or people or morality I, or something like that. Maybe, I'm sure you've got something yeah, because yeah. it's very sketchy. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't ever get that feeling that you're describing watching this. Really? I'm, I'm more entranced by the mystery aspect and like... Ah, the uh, the crime, the crime side of things, like the true crime um, element of the film. As but I also, but I also, I'm like also entranced by the the character of Hugh Jackman, yes, uh, Keller Dover, um, and the way he copes with losing his daughter, and the way that occurs is at a Thanksgiving. Um, they go over to their friend's uh, house who they also have a daughter of the same age. They're like six, seven, they're young. And uh, the other family, um, it seems like they're pretty close, obviously. And so during the middle of the party or get together or whatever, um, Anna and uh, Joy, the, the the two little ones, they go back to Anna's house or they're um, supposed to. Yeah, to get her like red whistle, which is like a um, supposed to be for like safety. Yeah, safety. But they never return back to the to the home, and they are they're missing. They're disappeared. They've been kidnapped, presumably. Um, which it it soon finds out they were in fact kidnapped because as they were they were walking outside with their older siblings. And there was this very sketchy looking RV parked outside of a house. And somebody was in there. We don't know who. Uh, we presume it was Paul Dano's character who we are introduced to very shortly after all this occurs. And then the basically the whole, the, the crux of the film starts to get going after that point. And um, so let's see. So there's, I would say there's, there's, there's like three major players in this film. 
So you have Jake Gyllenhaal's character who plays uh, Detective Loki. I don't know why I was ex- I was expecting him to be the one who did it, mostly just because of the name. And I'm like, they're not going to be that stupid. Loki. Yeah, trickster god, Norse mythology. Oh well, yeah. I was expecting. Oh, it's just going to be him all along. I was also thinking. Oh, it's all in Hugh Jackman's head the whole time. The, it's Denny Villeneuve. It's not like well, Christopher Nolan or well, I don't know. You know, I was I was basically. I mean, like. The, the 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 remark tossed out by Dano outside the police station, he heard it. No one else did. Is he hearing things? Is he seeing things? Is are, no. is he just going crazy? I don't. I don't just know. due to loss. No, possibly. Def- definitely not. That's what I was thinking. I don't get that tone at all. That's it's that's, a very it's a very dark and serious film. I don't think it would be like oh, uh, I'm just gonna th- just take it left field. I don't see that at all. Would you say that's a risk though? Don't you applaud those risks? Yeah, but if they, if they make sense. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, tonally, it wouldn't it wouldn't match with what's going on here. I don't think. By the way, either Fair way, enough. either way. Um, so you got Jake Gyllenhaal's character, you have Hugh Jackman's character, and then you have Paul Dano and like the web of other characters that kind of fall underneath him. Um, as they all interconnect with one another and they try to like, as the film unravels, you obviously learn, uh, who's truly the, uh, the main evil, the main perpetrator of this kind of cycle of abuse. Yeah. Of abuse. And it's so, God, the way there's, there's subtle hints that are left out there throughout the film that. You know, if you're paying attention, I don't even know, even then, like, when you are paying attention, you just, you write it off as like, oh, you know, she's dealing with loss. It's it's very easily covered up with what the aunt of uh, Paul Dano's character, Alex, she, she does a fantastic job of covering up her tracks and not showing her cards at all, up until the, the very last moments of the film. Um, Could you explain that to me like I'm five? So, I, what, what do you mean? I mean, like, I guess I missed anything that maybe tipped would have tipped me off. Okay, so... I mean, I get the whole the whole husband part. That makes sense, but, like... So, uh. so, so at the beginning... So, when Paul's character is detained uh, for a couple... For, like, a day or two... Um, after he is let go, he goes back to his aunt's house and professor, professor, <laughs> officer Loki, he goes and, and meets the aunt and the aunt tells him about her, her child and how her child was taken away from cancer and how, uh, Alex was, I believe adopted, I think. Yeah, that's I think, probably, yeah, that's that what she, that's what she said. He was adopted uh, after shortly after they lost their uh, their child. The husband wasn't in the picture. He she didn't. I don't think she ever said that she died. He died outright. I, I don't. She recall. doesn't. She says he left. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't and remember it's her heavily, saying. And it's heavily implied that he did die, mm-hmm. as we have found his body. Yeah. And then she says that Alex's parents were killed in a car accident. Uh, that's what she says about Alex's background. Because Alex, as a character, he is extremely emotionally stunted and yes. developmentally stunted. He has the IQ of a 10-year-old, as they say in the film. 
And Paul Dano, dude, he knocks it out of the park. The way the way that he uh, plays that that role, yeah, he's fantastic in it. Um, he's extremely convincing. Um, the way that he's like the way he looks, talks, and how he's just kind of this helpless person that needs to be cared for. Um, and but beneath beneath all. But, like, the reason why that is is because he was kidnapped and he was abused for pretty much... And fed drugs. His whole life. Yeah. And he was never... He, he never had the chance to actually live his life. He never actually developed. His brain was on ketamine and LSD the entire time. Yeah. Whatever that concoction she made. I don't even know what that is. That drink? Diet Coke. No, it was not. Um, it was, like, this purple-looking drink. It, it, I don't it, even it, know what it had in it. It has... St- probably all of the drugs <laughs> that is that is my guess because i mean yeah time might have done that like consistently giving him like sedatives and treatments like that over and over and over over a 15 year period that would that would probably stunt somebody's emotional maturity and growth yeah but like i i, I mean I gotta, I gotta say, it's definitely, it's taking out a grown man. So imagine what that does to a child. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, geez. So, um, you know, Jake, Jake's character, he goes around the city as he said. He he briefly mentions there's nine level three sex offenders in the area. Uh, I don't know if that's like a lot or. I mean, I wouldn't know, but it seems like a lot. It does seem like a lot. It seems like a lot that there's that many sex offenders. I don't know if level three is the worst. I mean, based on the... I assume it is. <laughs> based on the layout of the town, ta- like how the houses look, it seems like it's kind of villagey, campy. Like there can't be tons and tons of people. Probably yeah. because it's, you know, out of the way. It's not like you're in a city where everywhere you turn, there's a school or a church or something like that. Yeah. It's, it makes, I guess that makes a little bit more sense that they're like just out of the way mm. geographically. Yeah. So as he's searching around the, the little town, he stumbles upon the priest who's, you know, unsurprisingly a sex vendor. He, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he, he busts into the door and then he looks He's looking around because the priest is like passed out, drunk, on his floor. He's snoring. Yeah, and then he. Uh, I he, thought he was dead originally. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I don't get it, but like, probable cause now. Mm. By the way, he he looks in the basement. And he finds a dead body. Uh, Loki does. The basement that does not have stairs down to it. The basement that's just like kind of a pit. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's a little terrifying. And he finds this dead body with a pendant on it that looks like a labyrinth maze, yep. which is an important detail. Um, Go figure. It's also the O in Prisoners in the logo if you're looking at it on Netflix. Yeah. So I wasn't paying, I'll be honest, I wasn't paying that close attention to the logo. I'm like, oh, that's just different. Why is it yellow? Cool. <laughs> I realized it after the fact that I'm like, well, that would have helped <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Um, so he... You know, Loki interrogates the the priest. He's like, "What? What is, what is he doing down here?" And he interrogates. Well, I wouldn't say interrogates, but more like asking questions. But he's like, "Yo, who's this guy?" And he was the priest was telling him this was a dude that came in for a confession and told him that he had uh, killed um, like over 16. 16, 16 boys. 
children. Yeah, little kids. And um, and he said, this was the words that he said. He told them, the, the guy that was in his basement told him that this is the war that I wage with God. And that uh, was something that was repeated by his wife, who was later revealed to be the other half of uh, the perpetrator here, the aunt. Um, she said, this is the war we wage with God. Mm, I, I missed that. Yeah. I missed that. This is the war we wage with God because she was, or they were, I should say, uh, felt wrong because their son was taken away from them from cancer. And as I must say, that is the most absolute, insane, and worst way to cope with loss is to... <laughs> Make sure other people yeah. feel the same pain that you do. Yeah, is to make sure other parents feel the same exact way that you did uh, when you lost your son. That is completely unhinged. Yeah. That's, oh my God. That's, ah. Yeah, it's crazy. I hate, It's ah. crazy. It's crazy. I, I mean. It's not even like, it's not, okay. You know what? I, I, I was talking earlier uh, to Tristan about moral ambiguity. No, that's just morally disgusting. Uh, that yeah, but it's not an endorsement of it. Oh God, no, yeah. no, that's the thing. But it's like, uh, okay, yes, to a certain extent, there's going to be some psychological issues having dealt with your lost um, child. Yeah, that's understandable. You abduct one kid, kill one kid. That's Still probably crossing the line. That's that's all the way across the line mm -hmm. there. And then you just keep going? I mean, good lord. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They're prisoners of their own uh, trauma. Hey, that's the name of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Such as Loki. Loki's a prisoner of the, the pressure that's that's uh, placed upon him by trying to solve this case. Because he's trying to be perfect. He's never not solved one. Yeah. And same with uh, Keller. He's a prisoner of his own because his father committed suicide when he was a kid. So he's a prisoner of his own trauma and him trying to compensate by being this overtly masculine man. By Prepared. Yeah. He's a doomsday prepper. He is this very macho guy who cannot show a sign of weakness and he must be this overprotective like barrier for his family, which, um, you know, obviously distances himself from his ha family. I wonder why. <laughs> Gee, because <laughs> I mean, and it, it's a, it's insinuated that he was an, formerly an alcoholic. Yeah. Prior to, uh, probably at least Anna's birth, his daughter. Because mm -hmm. um, if she's six seven, he says he hasn't had a drink in nine and a half years. Yep. He's cleaned up beforehand. Yeah. But like he has thrown it all the way at her disappearance. So this is the um, the hanging by a thread. Mm -hmm. He is. Yes, he's technically fulfilling the requirements of staying sober and achieving his goal there, but he all it took was one thing. Yes, a traumatic thing, but all it took was one thing to just send him right back. Yep. Yeah. 
He's not very. He wasn't very uh, strong-willed in that aspect, um, or very, or at least strong that's, in that. Or at least he he only was like, okay, I'm just gonna push it way way down below me, and I'm not gonna deal with anything at all as his coping mechanism. And now it's just like, wait, I actually have to cope with something like real mm. and hard and traumatic. But he has no way. He only go. He goes back to what he knows, which is. Yeah. Booze. To drink. And to also, uh, you know, kidnap Alex. And his name is Alex Jones, funnily enough. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not funny what happens to him. No, but no, no, no. The no. name is the where name it stops. The name itself is pretty funny. But either way, that's not important. Um, yeah. Because, you know, Keller, he he's, he's just so focused on the fact, oh, Alex did it. Alex was the one that kidnapped my kids. There's no one else. No other possible suspect. He was the one that did it. And, you know, he's, tr- he's like, battling with Loki. And, like, Loki's like, look, dude, he is most likely not the person who actually kidnapped your, your, co- your child. There is someone else that probably did it. He might know who it is. Alex might know who it is. But, yeah, you know, he's not the one who did it. Keller is not concerned with the fact that Alex is developmentally stunted. He's not concerned with the fact that he might not have even been driving the RV, what with a valid license and all that. Mm-hmm. He's not he is not he's not thinking through this like a police officer. He's not thinking through this with like a mystery fan or like a a, a Hardy Boys novel. He's not thinking about this as No, he's who did it. He's thinking about it as is emotional. I am my daughter was taken. This guy was in the vehicle that did it. Therefore, he did it. Therefore, he must be punished for his actions, mm. which is... And it, it, you're right. It's the emotional way of thinking. It mm. is the vengeful father wanting revenge. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. He was upset. And, you know, his daughter was taken away from him. And obviously I can't fathom what that would ever feel like. Yes. But, you know, the way he did cope was far, way across the line. Like, crossed the line way too much. (laughs) Yeah. He went so far to be this horrible, horrible person. Horrifically bad. Yeah. Like, at a point you're like, does he even deserve to see his kid at this point? You know what I mean? Yeah. For what he did to Alex? Right. I mean, the way that we we went to look at it is that, you know, th- that is like the the biggest what what what's the word I'm searching for here? It's ambiguous. The massive no, it's it's the relationship between father and daughter, or like parent and child. Yeah. The importance, there it is, the importance of that relationship mm. on a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that importance, that... Uh, he needs to be there. He needs to care for her. He needs to be her, her protector because, you know, dad looks out for daughter. That is pretty much the guaranteed stereotype of a lot of fathers. The father will look out for his daughter. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the pretty scary thing is like, you know, you can, we can, we're, we're watching this 
without daughters, hopefully. <laughs> but we're um, we're thinking, okay, yes, he's thinking through this really emotionally. This is morally wrong. He probably shouldn't be doing this. How does he not know better? We aren't experiencing this as a father. We aren't experiencing this as someone who's losing everything right in front of his eyes. And, you know, something that I exchanged with my friend Wyatt, whom I watched this film with, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, we can understand that what Keller does is bad and wrong, but I think we can believe that our fathers would do something for us like that. Well, yeah, I mean, sure. That they would not stop at anything, that they would cross a line to try and make sure that they got us back. Mm -hmm. And that's care past the point of nurture and protection. That's care above literally everything else. Yeah. Which is also dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Because um, cause you have the contrast of him with Terrence's character, who also lost his daughter. Yes. And he, he while he's all, there, because you see shots of him and his wife coping, and they're very sad. They're, they're more depressed than anything, you know, with the loss of, the, of joy. But funny, you know. It's kind of on the nose there (laughs) with, uh, you know, joy being missing. There is no joy in the house anymore. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, you don't, you know, they're, they're, they, they actually go and see um, Alex because Hugh Jackman's character has him locked up in, an apartment building, an abandoned apartment building that his father used to own. Isn't that where his father died as well? Yeah, it's where his father passed, uh, uh, committed suicide. Yeah. Um, and then, so he, ha- he has Alex locked up in there and like basically torturing him so he can get information on where his daughter is. Because he doesn't ask, he doesn't really ask, he never asks at any point like where are the two children? He only asks, where's my daughter? Where's Anna? That's all he's concerned about. Yeah, it's only he doesn't care about Joy. I mean, I'm sure he does to an extent, but I mean, it's not his daughter. Why? Why would he? He's not the police officer. Loki asks, "What'd you do with those two girls? Where'd they go?" Yeah, that's not Keller's concern. Keller is concerned with one person and one person only. That's Anna. Yep. Um, you're right, but Keller again is not a. I'll go back. Gosh, by definition, Keller is not a police officer. Therefore, he's not skilled in interrogation. He's just basically, he's using Alex as a punching bag and as a shouting target to get his anger about losing his daughter out. Mm -hmm. And he's treating Alex as just a scapegoat because he is not going to get anything out of Alex. And he doesn't. Hmm. But he's not going to get anything out of Alex the way he treats him because he's like, okay, hey, 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 tell me what, tell me what, tell me this. And then he says something. He's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And then he goes, more intensity, more intensity, more intensity. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to kill you. Um, You are terrible. Tell me what you mean by that, which scares him and keeps him shutting up because, again, he he hasn't registered. Oh, by the way, this guy is... 
10 mentally. So <laughs> if I were to, if I were trying to get answers out of Anna, how would I do that? How <laughs> you would, wouldn't beat her to a pulp. No. no. Do you want a cookie? <laughs> I would say, okay, you know, if you, if you, you tell, if you tell me where my daughter is, I will give you a cookie. Not if you don't tell me where my daughter is, I will break your hand with a hammer. <laughs> do you see how one of those is, uh, creating fear versus the other one is like, you know, nurturing the inner child. Yeah. Isn't yeah, that, gee whiz. Isn't that, isn't that such good commentary on parenting too? Like with the types of parents that instill fear in their child, yeah. their children, and how more than likely those types of children are the ones to cut themselves off from their parents, you know, and stuff like that. And they don't really enjoy being around with them because, you know, as a kid, if you're fearful of the people that you're, you know, that quote unquote love you, yeah, and you're supposed to love them, but you're being abused by them every day. Mm-hmm. of your existence. Like, of course, the moment they have the chance to leave, they're going to leave and they're never coming back. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you want me to bring in one more one more thing that I think is a little interesting as well? Mm. You know, Terrence Howard's character. What's his name? Uh, eh. But he's, he's also a father. He also yeah. lost his daughter. Yep. He also goes to the apartment complex with which Alex is being held. He does not partake in the beating as far as I'm aware. No, he doesn't. It, he, it, he is, fact, or at least he has never shown on camera as beating. No, he's shown as restraining Alex, but never taking an active part in the violence against him. Well, in fact, he he goes so far as to say, like, you know, this ain't right. But he never goes to the point where he's like, okay, you need to stop. Right. He says, look, man, you can't be doing this. This is not right. You need to stop. But doesn't actually follow what he says he's he's just like please stop he's trying to get keller to stop on his own volition because deep down he probably wants to know where joy is as well and he would be willing to to see this happen but he's not going to be the one to do it viola Mm. davis his wife she comes she also sees what's going on she tries to be nurturing franklin is his name she yes she tries to be nurturing and kind Mm -hmm. and it kind of works i mean of course and then she unties him and he tries to escape. Stab, her, stab her with a glass. No, no, he, no, he tries to escape. Oh, he, he gets that from break, trying to break the window? No, well, he grabs the shard, and yeah. then he he, sta- he tries to stab um, Hugh Jackman's character. Fair. Which he does. He's, he slices him a little bit. But, yeah, he, he, he's trying to escape, and that is Because he wasn't going to... He, he wasn't going to hurt uh, Viola Davis' character. I mean, she was literally, like... Un- Helping, like, I mean, untying I, him. I mean, I thought being, he was gonna. She was being kind. I thought he was gonna. No. But, like, because neither of them actually take an active part in... Interesting thing. Neither of them take an active part in the hurting and the torture of Alex. In that they actually beat him or turn the lever on the hot or freezing shower or strike him with their fists or a hammer. Or at least I'm not depicted as doing so. When Joy is recovered and in the hospital, um, she's you know relaxed around her family. She's been drugged. She's she's sleep. She's sleeping with her family nearby. But Keller shows up. Oh my gosh! Keller shows up oh and she's afraid. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Because 
I, I think it's not that she's afraid of him. It's not that he did it. But I think it's she's afraid of the type of person, which is someone that would abuse, someone yeah. that would be violent, yep. someone that would be ruthless and yeah. rough. And, and he was and yeah. when, when he walked into the opera, the room, she she was literally just berating her with questions like, "Where were you?" where's Anna? Like, when did you leave? You know, all these questions like, dude, relax. While she is literally recovering from an extremely traumatic event in her life. He's asking, they're they're, both of them are asking all these questions while the daughter is unconscious. Yeah. Like she, the wife, well, the wife, wife, distraught distraught beyond belief is like, just nod your head, say she's okay. While the daughter is unconscious. Yeah, like, dude, just chill. Like, have some... I know, I get it. We can't. They can't. It's not the... It's... Um, imagine that. Uh, one of us is gone. The other is recovered. Isn't that so ironic, too? Completely like, unequal. Isn't that so ironic that uh, the first kid to, to, like, escape was Joy and not Anna? You know, given how hard Keller has been trying to find out, you know, where she is. <laughs> I'm almost certain. Of I mean, it. obviously, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, I mean it's obviously I, on purpose. I would honestly go so far as to say that it's retro. Cause, cause it's, it's, she's being, they're being both being held at the aunt's house, right? Alex's yeah. aunt's house. Yeah. 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 I would go venture so far as to say she lets joy go because mm. because she kind of senses okay there 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 there's something going on there i mean Hugh Jackman Keller's been going to the aunt's house to talk and you know he's like i i feel bad i feel responsible for what your oh, where your son's gone maybe. and she's like oh yeah but I, I i can see he's just destroying him you know cuz i th- i think she's smart enough to basically see like he took my son like i know yeah, and I she doesn't. That, she doesn't try to like get him back either. No, because she doesn't care. Because he's not her son. Yeah, she just abuses him. And Alex is just like he can't do anything. He's 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 helpless. Yes, he's helpless. Yep. Um, and then yeah, we get a sequence with uh, Alex's real mom, his real mother. Mm. Because, yeah, Loki goes and asks her a few questions um, about, you know, her missing child, who at the at the time of the film, we have no idea that that's actually Alex's real mom. We just know that it's a victim. Uh, she's a victim of the, well, her son is the victim of the same people that stole um, Anna and Joy. Um, but, yeah. And she, because she said that she watches the same tape of uh, her son, like it should, like five years old, every morning after breakfast, as she says, um, to be reminded of him. Is that this is so tragic, man? I caught it so depressing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so depressing, dude. I would, I would watch this while it's light out, so that you actually have some hope. Because what I did was I watched this early in the morning. And not only has that played into a... <laughs> in the morning, we're like nighttime. Not right? only has that played into a... No, early in the morning. Uh, played into a bad sleep schedule and missing some elements of plot. But like... 
It also, I went to bed with such a feeling of despair and dread in my stomach that, like, again, it 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 kind of cements to me, uh, just that yeah, I guess some people are this evil and do exist in the world because that's so many children they've just killed, yeah, or abducted and mentally scarred for life. Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't even mentioned uh, Bobby, Bobby Which we'll, who's a second guy who's yeah. He's he's been abducted by the same folks. He's been all his mind's been messed up by the same drugs and he, what he, what he's been doing instead is taking mannequins. No, he takes uh, children's clothes. Children's clothes and well, they dig up mannequins that have oh, holes in yeah, their heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been mimicking the similar things that he's Either seen. witnessed or seen, uh, or been a part of from his abduction, and doing it to, you know, fake things. He puts pig's blood all over clothing and stages, crime scenes like that. He's got snakes in boxes. He's drawing mazes. He even steals clothes from Joy and Anna's like actual rooms. Yes, to stage it. That's what he does. Because, you know, I'm thinking, oh, he abducted him and he's going back. Why is he going back? Oh no, they can ID the clothing with the blood. Because that's what he took when he went into the houses. I'm glad I picked up on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Wyatt did not. But I, you know, that was the one thing that he didn't pick up on, frankly. Yeah. And that was the only thing I got. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He had to explain the rest of it to me. And then, um, uh, then he he draws the mazes. Yep. From the pendant. Yes. He draws that all over the walls. And he's just obsessed with this maze. And so he gets detained. Um, cause Loki's thinking, oh, this is the guy. The, yeah. He did it. And the kids are probably dead. Given that the clothes, cause they ID'd the clothes, the parents ID'd the clothes. The bloody clothes. They yeah. hadn't tested the blood yet, but you know, bloody clothes, not a good sign. Yeah. And they're probably thinking, oh yeah, they're dead. He did it. So he's in detainment and as he's drawing the maze or whatever, and he's also like emotionally, he's just not there. Right. He's not all there. He's just, yeah, antisocial tendencies is just not all there. Um, and then while he's in, like, the room or whatever, drawing this maze, and then uh, Loki gets upset because he's like, you know, are you done yet? You finished? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. What are you doing here? And then, uh, yeah, and then after that, he a fight breaks out. And Loki, then, yeah. Loki yeah. has his Icarus moment. <laughs> Sorry, I was yawning. And then, um, <laughs> and then Bobby grabs a gun, and then from Loki, no, from the other officer. Oh, from a different officer. Lame, sad. Not from Loki, because Loki I, pulled his gun out. I thought he took it from the other officer. Oh well, mm-hmm. but and then he the end result is still the same. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, and at that moment, you're like, are you kidding me? Yeah. So your you lead, know. your best suspect is now <laughs> dead with more questions. And you're like, uh, what? Why did he kill himself? And then what's with the maze? It's not even complete yet. What does all this mean? This means nothing. What does this mean? This doesn't make sense. I mean, do you want to talk about, do you want to talk about the absolute coincidence that his 
picture when he slams everything off of his desk immediately following. Oh, the yeah. It, it perf- the pictures all perfectly from the fall on the floor to line up to create the dead body from the priest's basement. Oh, what's that? Oh, it's a maze pendant. Oh, it's exactly the same as. I'm like, wait, hang on. He's gonna sit at his desk. He's gonna have a eureka, eureka moment. Ready? Wait, watch this. Two minutes later, eureka. <laughs> Maze, <laughs> but I mean, from that, you he still didn't. Okay, he knows that. Okay, maybe he was abused by that person, but he doesn't know at that time. It's like the aunt yet. No, not at all. He no, still you're, doesn't you're know. Right. He doesn't know that the aunt is involved with any of this yet. You're you're correct. You're correct. He just he just knows there's a connection. But he's got the piece now. He's like, oh, this priest may have actually been telling the truth yeah. about this dead body, mm-hmm. which means that this dead body is now linked to 16 missing children's cases, or yep. dead children cases. Yep. And, um... Mm, yeah, and so... And then also, too, he, he starts following um, Keller as well. And this is when they butt heads again. Because... Loki's like, wait a second, what, do, what is he going to this, where is he going to this place, like, what, what's going on here? And they have this very good scene, scene with, together in a car. Yep. As they're, like, arguing with each other, and, dude, he's such a, God, his character is such a great manipulator and liar. Yes. It's crazy. Dude, he, yeah, Hugh Jackman's so good in this film. Yeah. It's incredible. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Um, I, we're looking into it. We haven't ruled out, ruled out any sus- suspects. That's my uh, Jake Gyllenhaal consoling. <laughs> That's my impression. <laughs> no, I hear what you're saying. No, I follow you. I hear what you're saying. But yeah. Um, yeah, because that's when they... What, what are you going to do? I was going to turn on subtitles. Oh, the subtitles? Oh, yeah, good thinking. So that we can actually read. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, then Keller starts visiting the aunt. Because he feels bad for having abducted him and yeah. tortured him and beat him within an inch of his life. Yeah, he's finally f- has a, a small moment of humanity restored inside of him. He's, he's, fi- he's a little, he's like a little bit somewhat more human than before. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit, a little bit, a little not, bit. not much, not much. No, I cannot say much. Um, and also too, you know, it was interesting the way that it started. It was, he was shooting, or his son was shooting uh, an animal, which I mean, it's an innocent animal. You know, he hunting. was hunting down. Uh, as is, uh, you know, he's hunting down who the kidnapper is. Yeah, he had him. At least in his mind, he thought he had him. Yeah, which he honestly didn't. But it opens guided. But it opens with the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. With that deer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I see where you're I see where you're headed. That was a good you know, I think like having to recite that prayer, the Lord's Prayer, so much in school mm. by the way, Catholic school, mm. um, you kinda get numb to what the words actually mean. Yeah. We can tell Keller is religious. Yeah, solely he is. because he's thinking about the words and he can't say um, forgive us our those who trespass against us. Yeah, but like he doesn't. 
He can't. He can't. He can't. He doesn't he's say not, the line. He's not. He's not. He's not being. He's not being Christ-like in that way. You know? God no. Uh, he's being the complete opposite of what a good Christian would do in this situation. <laughs> he was being Roman. He was uh, being horrible um, and and evil, quite evil. Yes. Uh, towards Alex in the film, I would agree. And you know, to an extent, the animal because the animal is just as innocent as Alex was. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because it's life. It's creation. That's correct. Yeah. It's crea- It's life. He's destroying life in that instance. Except he's able to say it towards the deer because the deer didn't take his daughter. No. Well, yeah. I, for- I forgive the deer for its transgressions against me, right. such as eating my arugula in the garden. I mean, I know, I know it's an animal. It's different than a human being, but still, I mean, you still can't deny that it's no, a, a I life. Think, and I think that's, a that's a thing. That is similar to... I think that's something that Denny is really trying to um, point out, Mm. I guess. You know, no matter how screwed up, life is still life. This guy, this guy, he's, his, his brain has been damaged. He is not the person that he pretty much should be all due to the fault of this crazy aunt. And He's then not treated. He's treated as though his life does not matter. By Keller, yeah. Um, you know, Bobby. He is. He's obviously in a state. He's not well. I don't. I don't think his life really seem. He. It doesn't seem like he seems to value his life either, because he takes the first opportunity he has. To just end his life in the holding cell. Like, why does he do that? I mean, why? Because because I think it's because of his abuse. He he wasn't valued as a human being, so he's internalizing that trauma. Right. And so he thinks, you know, I mean, I guess he could have done it earlier. Yeah. I mean, technically, because well, he, I mean, he's pretty old at this point. He has a whole life. Yeah. Instead of taking it out on the mannequins, he would have just ended it. But I I, I mean, I can't tell if he, it's because he thinks he did something wrong and would rather not face the consequences because of maybe. Bad, bad punishment when he was younger. Maybe. Or something like but that. Yeah, he was probably scared of what would happen to him. Totally. He didn't want to relive. It, I think from his, from his perspective, he was thinking, it's better for me to just die than to just endure what I endured before. I don't want to endure any sort of pain anymore. I just want it to end. I yeah. think that's probably what he was go- what was going through his mind at that time. He's like, I'm done with this. Um, yeah. Um, and so as it's the film is uh, coming to its close, as uh, we find out that the ant dun, 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 did it. She was the one all along. Dude, isn't it? it <sighs> I I think it's a great I mean is it a twist? I wouldn't say it's a twist, but I mean sort of, I guess. It's not it's unexpected if you aren't expecting it. Yeah. I mean it's I could see how someone could be able to be like, "Oh yeah, she's definitely it." I mean, she might just on. give you might just give you bad vibes. I mean, I I completely get it. Like I'm not a huge Jake Gyllenhaal fan, and so 
as soon as he said his name was Detective Loki, I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. So Loki, Norse trickster god, oh, he's going to play a trick. Oh, it's actually just going to be him. He's working from inside the police department the whole time to uh, make this guy go crazy. Uh, why? There's probably going to be an agenda revealed later. Totally, that's it. I don't like Jake Gyllenhaal, so he's got to be it. <laughs> Well, you were wrong. And that made complete sense to me, too. You were wrong. <laughs> Loki, just because of his name. Yeah, I was like, oh, I mean, like, it can't be that stupid. It can't be that simple. And it wasn't. Loki, thank God. Loki from Atreus, you mean? God of War? God of War Ragnarok? No, that is not at all what I mean. No, no, well, no. That character, <laughs> no, that, that game, the, those games take place in Norse mythology. Then that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. Do you, do you, have you heard of that game franchise? God of War? Oh, yeah. it's fantastic. Anyways, um, that's... Sponsor us. Sponsor us if you'd like. No, no, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so then Killer shows up. Because at this point, he's like, okay, I know it's the ant. I know it's the ant that did this. Because he... He... What does he learn? Keller doesn't know it's the ant. No, he does. Since when? He oh, know, because of yeah. the gun in the bag? Yeah, he knows it's him. He knows it's her. Oh, that's a good point. No, because, oh, that's right, because he sees Joy, right? He goes and sees Joy at the hospital, oh. and she tells him. Oh, I completely missed she that. She tells him, you were there. Oh, I didn't even make that connection. You were there. In the house. Yeah, because oh. there's, there's a little flashback sequence when Joy and Anna are, like, trying to escape, and Joy actually escapes. Oh, I'm so... I'm so stupid. How did I miss that? How could I not draw the connection between that? Oh, my God. Yeah. And so so Loki gives chase, and he thinks he knows where Keller is going. He thinks he's going to the apartment. But actually, no, he goes to the ant's house because he knows the ant did it at this point. He's like, all right, I'm going to go get my gun from my house. I'm going to go uh, kill her. Which is also, like, another, like, okay, yeah, she, what she did was horrible, but, I mean, does that justify you killing her? That is not the green light. You know what I mean? To allow you to do so. Like, like, let's chill out, bro. Let's just chill out. Okay, you know who it is? Like, I know you're mad, but let's not, like, jump the gun on revenge immediately, okay? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. And you know what? When Loki pulls the car inside, uh, you know the lights lights blaring into the uh, apartment complex, mm -hmm. and I and I'm like, oh, Keller finally got smart and didn't park his car in the front like he always does. No. I'm like, oh, he must have just pulled it around back, not thinking, oh, he's just not there. I was like, oh, that's strange. And I noticed this. I noticed that he's, he's oh, I, I didn't park in front. Uh, maybe he's this time. He's actually trying to hide the fact that he's coming there. And I'm like, completely whipped. No, oh, no, my. No. I'm, I cannot believe that. How did you miss that? It's, it's like a four-piece jigsaw puzzle, and I can't seem to figure out how to put it together. That's uh, ridiculous. It was pretty clear. I mean, she's, Joy's like, you were there. All of the credit that I built up, wow. all of the credit that I've built up for the people listening to this is like, oh, I'm a smart guy. I've got the analysis. I mean, I've got the brain. <laughs> all gone. I mean, to be fair, you, know, you watch that at like three in the morning. But also like I'm talking this out as I'm watching it. 
how do I miss it? Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's fine. It's not that. It's fine, but like, oh my gosh, that's just a slap in the face. Wow. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. That that improves. Yeah. And she's holding she's holding the gun in her hand. She's covering it with a towel. So she might have had she might at this point she's like, all right, I. I've probably been ousted at this time. Oh, because she let Joy go or Joy escape. Yeah, Joy escaped. So she's like, all right, I got to be on high alert now. It's high alert time. And she's preparing to actually kill Anna with a lethal injection. Yep. But before she does that, she plays the, oh, I'm a frail old woman um, part and fools... Well, it doesn't really fool him because he know. Yeah, he's like, he's like, all right. He's aware. Yeah, he's like, okay, I know what you're playing at here. I know what you're trying to do. Um, I mean, he should have came strapped like on his hip or something, but not not have the gun in his bag. But I I can see why he, I can see why he uh, wanted to do that to be a little more sneaky. But anyways, anyways, <laughs> it was stunning. <laughs> you know, I think if he had waited until the day. And come at the same time that he usually did, which was like noonish. Oh, he would have been instead of at night. He would have been clean instead of coming fr- immediately from the, uh, the hospital. hospital. Yeah, that that yeah. probably set off some alarm bells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. this woman turns into the most maniacally evil person I've ever seen. Yeah, she's she's like making him drink it. Oh, by the way, you drink that, then you get to see your daughter. Oh, good. Then I'm gonna put you in this pit. And maybe you'll get to see your daughter die in front of you. Dude, oh my gosh, isn't it crazy? She, she is casually saying the most evil things I can even imagine. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah. this, there, you know, I, I, I'm, I was a major fan of The Blacklist, um, mm. that NBC show with James Spader. Love James Spader. Mm-hmm. Big fan. But what what that would do is basically shine, it would imagine you know criminals that f- function below the radar of everybody else who do things under the radar. It's seemingly you know all those cold cases or whatever. Like there are some episodes of that that just boil my blood, that like chill my soul and make me think: How can a person? I mean, it's fictional, but, like, how can a person exist and do this? Like, absolutely horrifying things in in that. And it, it, it's just, like, it's that kind of thing where, like, a person like this could totally exist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Of course. I, ah. I mean, it's, it's yeah, I mean... It sucks to be like, oh man, really? Humanity, humanity is really this uh, this bad sometimes. Yeah, it really is. I mean, there's been worse people than her. Yep. Um, <laughs> I mean, we know historically who they are. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but like, no, yeah, it's it's crazy the way that the the she flips the switch and she's like, all right. I'm about to be the most evil woman on planet Earth right now for these yeah. next 10 minutes. It's incredible because she pulls the gun. Neither of us saw this coming, myself or Wyatt. Neither of us saw this coming. We were just like, oh. And then I'm pointing at him because he had, <laughs> he had called it like 
that the the guy in the priest basement was the husband of the aunt, and yeah. they had all done it together. He called that an hour into the movie. Mm-hmm. And an hour and 15 minutes later, it comes true after he had already been like, no, that's stupid. <laughs> I'm like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, so good. Beautiful. And so, yeah. And then, um, and the only reason that uh, Loki even shows up to the house is because, well, they see, they find Alex. Yeah. He finds Alex. They find Alex. And then um, he's like, one of his coworkers or whatever, he's like, "Yo, can you just go and like tell Holly about this?" Holly, Holly Jones, that's her name. Ah, and he's like, "All right, fine, whatever, I'll go." And then he shows up, and he's like calling her out, and she's not coming out. And now he's like, "Uh, <laughs> this is a little weird. What's going on here?" And then he looks at the portrait of his husband or of her husband, mm-hmm. and she and he sees the pendant. That he's wearing, and he's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's time to pull the gun out. <laughs> yeah. It's go time. It is probable cause time, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, I know this uh, lady is. I know what she's done. All right. Yeah. And then she, yeah, he pulls up in that room, and she's giving the lethal dose to Anna. Yeah. And then she stands up, shoots at him, hits him in the head. Yeah. Uh, and survives. I guess it like... It grazes. Yeah, like but scraped. But again, uh, head wounds lose a lot of blood. So he is bleeding out quickly yeah. Yeah. and into his eyes, yeah. which is not good when you're driving. Yeah. In it's, the rain. But yeah, he kills her. Um, and then they rush to the hospital. That that driving sequence was pretty intense. I agree. I, I, like, I like the way it was shot. Yes, um, and like the blurry vision, like the POV shots, lights. Um, yeah, yep. it was really, really well done. Um, yeah, and then it's you're like, oh, okay, she was saved. You're able to breathe because the good news is the daughters are alive, but at what cost? Yeah, and then it's the most ironic thing because it's like the guy who was trying the absolute hardest to get his daughter back didn't even see her freed. And is not going to be around to be with her. Yeah. Because the closing scene is crime scene techs are excavating the area around how uh, Ms. Jones's house. And they can't do anything because the ground's too cold. It's going to snow and all that good stuff. And Loki's there chilling out. They're closing down the crime scene. They're just going to let it let it sit until the ground thaws, try and you know heat it up. And he just thinks he hears something. He thinks he hears something. It's Hugh Jackman, Keller, down in the hole yeah. underneath the Trans Am. Blowing a whistle. Blowing the a red, whistle. The red whistle. His safety whistle. Always be prepared, by the way. Wait, is it his or is it Anna's? I think it's Anna's. Yeah, it's probably Anna's. Yeah. But, I mean, it's... What I took from that, you know, that is how you... I think that is how you properly leave an ending ambiguous. In that you you leave it with enough. We have enough to know that Loki knows something is happening. So, from something is coming from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether or not he is able to find Keller in time, whether or not he is able to, you know, get him out of the hole alive, and then, you know, Save whether or not Keller is 
or how long Keller is sentenced to prison. Yeah. For, kidnapping, it's right, for it's kidnapping and out, torture. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, don't forget about that part. Yeah, we, we can't forget. Yeah, he, so once he's free, he's not really free if he's rescued. He yeah, exactly. He's the prison. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's a prison. He, I mean, Hugh Jackman's a prison. Keller, gosh, I just use his name. It's easier. Keller is a prisoner in the home ground until he dies. Unless he's set free, in which case he's a prisoner in a jail for a few years, probably, at mm-hmm. least. Um, yep. Yeah. He's, he is stuck no matter where he is. Crazy. God, it's so good, dude. So good. I mean... I, it's, I, not, I, it's not fun to watch. I disagree. I think it's a lot of fun. I mean, okay. I mean, you it's say, fun you, in a different way. It's fun in a different way than RRR. It's it's a different kind of fun. It's fun like, oh my gosh, I'm on the edge of my seat. That kind of fun. Suspenseful. Like suspense and like, oh, I want to know what's happening next. Not nauseating. Like I'm 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 glued. I'm my eyes are glued to the screen. I'm like, okay, what's happening next? What's gonna happen next? What's what's gonna be revealed next? That I was thing. I was nauseous several points throughout this. I, I believe I've, I verbalized the phrase, I think I'm going to be sick a few times, just because like, it it does not sit well with me. Like, you know, I haven't seen the catalog of films that you have. So to compare it with something that I've seen recently, The Whale, mm. both of the, both Prisoners and The Whale are not fun films to sit through i mean they're not it's not like you're enjoying yourself you're not really laughing that much you're not um in that in that mindset of happiness i guess the whale is much more depressing uh the way i guess the whale the whale is saddening for me this just puts a pit in my stomach and I, 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 I went to bed and I'm like, what in the world did I just watch? You watched an incredible film. That's what you watched. Yeah, I'll give it that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll give it that. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, expertly crafted. Nauseating, but yes, incredible. Yeah. I would highly recommend that everybody watches this. But either do so in the morning or do so when you have hope. <laughs> or, you know, if you're going to watch two movies back to back like I just did, oh my gosh. watch Prisoners first and then <laughs> watch RRR. <laughs> Ooh. You're going to have a way different evening. You're uh, a roller coaster of emotions right there. You're going to go to bed at 345 thinking, yes. I did something good. I enjoyed myself there, as opposed to thinking, God, what even is life? God, how could people be so cruel? Oh, man. Yeah, Villeneuve's, Villeneuve's, um, yeah, the thematic analysis or his commentary is brilliant um, with, like, parenting, the the style of parenting, Mm -hmm. particularly with instilling fear into your children. Versus love and affection, like being this over overtly masculine guy, 
attempting to protect your family by any means necessary and and how far away your humanity is taken away from yourself when you take it that far. Yep. You know, with Keller? Like, when he's torturing Alex, he is no longer... He no longer has this part of himself where he can sympathize with other human beings that is lost and gone from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he deals with the trauma and how he copes and deals with the trauma of one losing his father and then losing his daughter. And then how Alex and Bobby, well, they can't, well, Alex can't really cope with his trauma, really. No. I mean, he's re- he's reunited with his family. Yeah. Um, and then the way that uh, Holly and her husband coped with <laughs> losing their son in the absolute most horrifying way. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> that's just crazy, dude. That's crazy. I, there's probably people out there that actually did that. Garen, there probably is. I mean, yep. there's got to be. Um, but dude, oh my lord, I don't even know the the psyche, the depths of your psyche to just take it to that extreme. Like that is insane to me. And to say it's the war you wage with God, I mean, I gotta hand it to Villeneuve uh, for thinking some thinking of something like this. Um, it's so incredibly. Dark, yeah, it's a very dark film. Yeah, and depressing. I would agree, but uh, I, th- I don't know. I just think it's amazing. I think it's incredible, and uh, yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, coming soon on the Cinematic Odyssey. Yes, yes. Previews of coming attractions. Yes, rated PG. Probably. Uh, because it's being aired on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> yee, yee. Yee, yee. Or a one and a two, as it's translated in English, directed and written by the incredible cinematic master, one of my all-time favorite directors, Edward Yang. May he rest in peace. The last film he made in his career in 2000. His swan song masterpiece, one of his many masterpieces, in my opinion. Um, it is a three-hour family drama, and it is an incredible celebration of life. If you want a film that dives deep into what life is about, watch it. I sw- it is an incredibly moving picture. Um, one of my all-time favorites, top ten all-time favorite for me, number eight specifically. Um, yeah, every time I watch it, I've seen it, I think, like four times already. Um, I just, dude, the ending always gets me. It's it's not sad. It's not like a depressing film, but you just feel so overwhelmed with emotion after watching it. You're just like, wow, this is so beautiful it's it's a gorgeous picture uh not only well how it looks but just what it's about um because it follows it follows uh the different stages of life so it follows childhood adulthood and adolescence and how all three of those merge together um 
Yeah, and it follows one family in particular. Um, but yeah, God, it's so good. Oh my God, it's so good, dude. I don't know. How, I don't, dude. I don't know, man. Ever Yang hint? Like, I don't know how he made that and a brighter summer day, if in the span of ten years. Um, that guy is a genius. He is a genius. Edward Yang is a genius. Um, God, I wish I could talk to him, but yeah, he is incredible. I need, oh my gosh, I cannot sing his praises more. Yeah, Yee Yee, please, for the love of all that is holy, watch that film. For those that have been following me on my, my like main Instagram account for, you know, for the past like several years when I actually was writing reviews on a consistent basis and was making um uh I was I was showing what I was seeing on my Instagram story every day. Yeah. Uh, back then in like twenty twenty one when I was doing that consistently. Uh yeah, I said Yee Yee was like uh one of my favorites, um instantly, instant favorite. Uh, for me when I saw it for the first time. It's incredible. I haven't... Uh, God. High praise. So, uh... That... Yeah, that'll be coming out in a, in one week from the release of this episode, which is going to be on a Wednesday. What, what's a week from the 25th? It's like the 2nd of February, right? Eh, something like that. Uh, yeah, and also, too, uh... uh Wow, are you oh, tired or man. something? How are you more tired than me? Um, by the <laughs> Jeez. By that time, um, well, the Oscar the Oscar noms will be out. Oh, yeah. Um, so we'll talk about that. Indeed. Because that comes out January 24th. Correct. It's not that yet, quite yet. But no. when that comes out, we'll talk about that. Yeah, exactly. And then we'll have the Oscar episode when that comes closer to Oscar time in March. Yeah. Oh, boy. We're gonna, we're I'm gonna, ready to be, point, be disappointed. We're going to hype this up just because for in our Instagram, odyssey.of.cinema, you will, of course, see we can put up clips of, you know, Tristan's live reaction to uh, <laughs> the winner slash loser of recording? best you're foreign film. You're we'll recording me. Yeah, we'll have it be like a live reaction. You know, we'll have, have a live stream. Yeah, you know, we've been we've Instagram been, live. We've been trying to be more active there. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Instagram live of uh, of us watching the the event. Yes. Oh my lord. But the um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the oh boy. <laughs> We've been trying to be more active as well. So if we watch a, a film that's not going to be discussed on this podcast, we've been putting it up on yeah. on the Instagram story over I there. I'm checking that, that out. I I've been I've been putting up some. Just saw Glass Onion this past week. Yeah. I I liked it. I liked it more than most people. I got into a semantics argument over it, <laughs> and nice. you know I'm really proud because I came out on top of that semantic argument. <laughs> At least nice. in my opinion, I did. <laughs> But yeah, odyssey.of.cinema. That's where you should go for any news updates. Keeping track of your buddies, Tristan and Max, <laughs> venturing through their odyssey of cinema. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening. Once again, you've been tuned in listening to the Cinematic Odyssey here on United to the Moose, WWVU FM Morgantown, 91.7 FM. 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 
see you guys next week for Yee Yee. Please watch it. 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 It's on um, Canopy. If you have a library card or if you go to a university, just use your login for that. It's free. Please watch it. Please watch it. I cannot say that enough. Please watch it. It's so good. Anyways, thank you. Later. Bye.